Welcome to the Multifamily Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Axel Ragnarsson, and on this show, I dissect how seasoned multifamily investors started, built, and scaled their businesses. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another quick solo episode here on the Multifamily Wealth Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about how you can tap into the equity that you may have in an investment property without having to sell the property or without having to refinance out of a quality first position mortgage. We'll define quality as a decent rates, a long amortization period. Maybe there's some interest only that is left on that loan that you have, but you want to pull some money out of that property. You want to tap into the equity, but you don't want to give up that debt, which means you probably can't do a full refinance of the property and take that loan out. And I think this is a very topical discussion right now as there's a lot of investors that bought a couple years ago, a few years ago, and they may have some equity in their property, but they're looking at the options from a refinance standpoint, and they may not be thrilled with what they see as it relates to LTVs or rates or some kind of fees attached to it, right? Lenders are a little bit more skittish to lend right now. So I think this is going to be a topical discussion because it's something that we're constantly thinking about in our business as well. So there's a few options here that investors can utilize. But I think the most common one is going to be finding some lender that is willing to lend in the second position, right? Willing to put a second position loan on the deal, on the property. And let's use a hypothetical here. Let's say you have a million dollar property. Let's say you have a $600,000 loan. So you have 60 LTV. You want to pull out some money. You got 40% equity in this property and you're okay with, with bringing your total uh, LTV or at least the total leverage on that property to 75%. So you're willing to get up to 75% LTV, $750,000 loan. You're at 60, you want to pull out 150K, right? We'll leave transactional costs out for the sake of this analysis. And let's say that $600,000 loan is at 5%. You got this in early 2022 or something like that, right before rates really started to take off. And you're looking at a bunch of options in the high sixes, low sevens. Maybe there's other terms associated with those uh, options that you're not a fan of. So you're thinking, I don't really want to give up my 5% rates on my $600,000 loan, but I want to tap into this equity. So how do we do that? We go and find a lender that's willing to lend 100, 150K, whatever the number is, to get you some cash out, and they're willing to do it in the second position. And there's not a lot of lenders that are willing to do this. And this is going to require a significant amount of conversations with different types of lenders. And I'm going to name the three most common ones that will do this, starting with the first one, which is local banks, local credit unions of some kind a smaller local institution that can get a little bit flexible on their lending and where the VP of lending that's representing you and, and speaking with the credit committee at the bank can kind of go to bat for you and, and, and try to push something like this through. Now, notice I didn't say large banks, right? Like a Citizens or a Wells Fargo or a Chase. Unless the deal where you're talking about doing this on is a massive deal, $50 million plus asset value, and you have an incredible amount of power with that with that lender, with that bank, you're not going to get anywhere trying to have these conversations with a larger institution. So you got to go to a small local bank, local credit union. And ideally, you go to the lender that already has the first position mortgage. And I think the vast majority of people listening to this podcast are probably doing most of their deals with local financing, local banks, credit unions. And the easiest way to tap into that equity without giving up that first position rate is to go to your current lender 
whatever, then, you know, I'll make one up main street bank and say, Hey, main street, I know you go, you know, we, we have a $600,000 note on this property. It's worth a million bucks. You know, can we add a hundred, $150,000 second to this so we can pull some capital out and we can, uh, you can lend that financing at today's rates, today's terms. That's the easiest road to go down by far. It's the path of least resistance. And I think a lot of investors may be surprised at how many banks are going to be willing to do this. This is something that we've done in our business. And obviously, the upside here is you still have the bulk of your financing at that favorable rate and at those favorable terms, and you're only adding financing at the new rate at a smaller percentage of the overall capital stack. In this situation, be 15%, going from 60 LTV to 75, six hundred thousand dollars in debt to one or to 750. You're only sourcing 150 thousand dollars worth of debt at that higher rate. So that's going to be your best bet, number one. And then outside of that, you may be able to go to other banks that may be willing to come in underneath a different bank. And maybe they're going to charge you more to do that. Those conversations are probably going to be a little bit less productive until you start getting to loan sizes that are actually meaningful for a bank. $150,000 loan in this hypothetical isn't a very large loan for a bank, right? So they're not going to go out of their way to really work with you unless you're a very valued client and you have a great relationship. If these numbers were three, four times the size, and you're trying to get a four hundred thousand dollar mortgage behind a two million dollar one or something like that, you know, on a three million dollar property, you're trying to go from two to two point four million dollars in debt, something like that, then you might start to have more productive conversations. And if a bank's coming underneath a different bank, they're probably going to ask for more competitive terms because, frankly, they're in the second position, even if the overall debt load on the property isn't out of whack, right? It's still 70, 75%. Now let's go to number two. You can go the private financing route, private credit. So maybe that's an individual, somebody who's a private money lender in your network that's willing to come in and lend in the second position. Maybe that's some kind of a fund, an actual debt fund or a group that does this kind of lending. You know, hard money lenders may be interested in coming in on the second position, but they're going to charge you hard money terms. And a private investor, private lender, it's probably going to charge you above market rate interest as well, but it's it's an option that exists. So maybe you again you own this you owe the six hundred k on that million dollar property. You go out to a, an individual, a doctor, or an attorney, you know, family member, somebody that lends money to real estate investors, and they lend you that one fifty at 12 percent interest, something like that. And it's probably going to come with a shorter term as well. Is that a permanent solution? No, but that allows you to pull some money out probably is a little bit more of a simplified underwriting process. But again, it's an option. Third one, I'll talk about a supplemental mortgages or supplemental debt from the agencies, Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. And this financing is typically used by investors that close a deal with a Fannie Mae loan. And, and I should mention this as well. The agencies are only going to issue supplemental debt on deals where they are also the first position lender. So that is a prereq to, to even getting into that conversation. But supplemental debt from the agencies is oftentimes used by investors that have a first position mortgage from the agencies, and there's some kind of extremely prohibitive prepayment penalty associated with that loan. So an investor takes out a million dollar mortgage, and they have really hefty prepayment penalties or even worse, yield maintenance. And refinancing would be incredibly cost prohibitive because of the massive transactional costs. So really the only option for those investors oftentimes is going out and sourcing supplemental debt. And maybe they go out there and they find supplemental debt from the agency that has a first position loan, and that's how they get there. Now, important to mention that in all of these situations, outside of working with a private investor who may be comfortable with you getting 
to a higher LTV figure, banks are typically going to constrain you from a leverage standpoint as they would if they were they were lending in the first position, right? They want to make sure that you have the enough debt service coverage to pay for the additional leverage, right? To pay for the additional debt service that you're going to incur. They want to make sure that the LTV is still in line with what they're comfortable with. They want to make sure that the blended cost of capital isn't so high that you're not able to service the debt, which again is similar to debt service coverage, you know, DSCR. But there are options here, and this is these are the most common options, is at least in commercial multifamily, leveraging second position financing, that when you blend your cost of capital, still put you in a position to where you're paying less in interest as if you went out there and just refund did a traditional refinance of the entire capital stack and you just took out that first position lender. So to all the investors out there that are in this situation, maybe you got a great mortgage first position, you don't want to give it up, it's got a great rate. Go out there, speak with your existing lender about maybe coming in as a second position lender underneath themselves. Maybe go talk to other local banks and credit unions or start having conversations with private individuals that allow you to tap into that equity without losing the favorable terms of that first position debt. And uh, if you've ever learned anything, if you've ever taken in anything away from the podcast, please consider leaving a rating and a review. But thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you guys on the next episode. 